Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are ready to go, guys. We have an action-packed show for you guys today. We're obviously going to be talking the fallout from the Royal Rumble, our favorite pay-per-view of the year by far. We're also going to be talking some AEW check-ins as well. Lots of cross-promotional... Uh, action happening on Wednesday nights for AEW, so that's super exciting. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the one and only Kelvin Johnson Megatron going into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot nonetheless, so I think that's a little bit shocking to some, maybe not others, but I think some due to his time in the league and what have you. Um, And then we're also going to do... I think we do this probably once or twice a year, a quarterback carousel where we kind of predict... Um, which where quarterbacks are going to be playing, and you know what draft picks are going where. You know Mike is our resident quarterback on the show, and this year there's so much moving, so many moving pieces as we've already seen with the Matt Stafford, Jared Goff trade that there could be as many as like 12 to 15 quarterbacks playing in different locations this year. Like you could like from starters last year to this year, there's a high possibility we could see a massive upheaval across the league. Maybe not. I don't know. Mike's got the entire breakdown though, by every single team. So that's going to take up a good chunk of part two of this show, but let's just jump right in Royal rumble um, in the books. Gotta say, wasn't my favorite rumble pay-per-view ever. But it was definitely not the worst either, and I think it, I think it's massively contingent upon who wins the Rumble matches mm-hmm. and what the possibilities are. Um, but let's just go through the card, Mike, just match by match here. There's only like what four or five matches. Yeah, um, five. Women's tag match, we don't need to talk about. We get it. They got new champs there. Shayna and Nia Jax get the win there. Um, but let, let's go. Let's start off with match number one. Yeah. So we had match number one. We had Drew McIntyre defeating Goldberg in two minutes and thirty two seconds yeah. for the WWE title. And this match I was the most zoned in for. Oh, yeah. I only had my one TV on during this match. <laughs> Can't say the same for the rest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, is my prediction going to be right? Is right. Goldberg actually going to win? And then yeah. he didn't. Well, that but was, was close, thing. though. We, t- we were texting back and forth. And when he hit the jackhammer, I was like, it's oh, over. no. Like, that was the thing. Like, he hit the spear and Drew kicked it. Well, because Drew was selling the spear through the through the side, the barricade thing. Whatever, like that. He yeah. was really selling his ribs. I go... Oh God! Here we go. He's got. He's gonna have kayfabe broken ribs or whatever, and he's mm-hmm. just gonna, you know, and, and Goldberg's gonna win, and I'm gonna be really disappointed, and it's gonna set off like this chain reaction for the rest of the show being garbage. Yeah. But thankfully, he kicks out of the jackhammer, and it was almost like a. It was. I think for some people, I, if the, if you really want to read into it and try to have like the most optimistic view, the the logic of maybe Vince is finally realizing that you don't need to give the world title at WrestleMania season to the fifty five year old. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the Rumble win here in a second. But point being is that you don't need Goldberg to draw for your for one of your main events. You don't need Brock Lesnar necessarily to to draw to get you know i think you have right now for the first time in a very long time you have two legitimate champions on both brand honestly even three if you want to throw finn in there you have three legitimate champions on top right now that are all legit credible world champions which i think is extremely important going into the big part of the year for them it is um next match uh so we had the smackdown women's title sasha banks beating carmella in 10 minutes and 21 seconds this is the match where I turned on my other TV, yeah, and I right. think I was watching basketball or something. Right. Because I don't remember this match very much. All I know is I looked down and Sasha won the match. And I said, all yeah, right, it was good. It was fine. Um, their match last pay-per-view was better, yes. in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I think I wouldn't have been shocked, honestly, to see Carmella win this match. Just just based off of, you know, having a heel champion going in right now. you got two baby faces as champions going into Mania at the moment. 
Um, but not necessarily shocked either way. It was there. It was just yeah. there for me. Nothing nothing amazing. Yeah, so we had... Could have been worse, I'll say that. It definitely could have been worse. <laughs> uh, we had our first Rumble match, the women's Rumble. Uh, it was the third match. So we had Bianca Belair last eliminating Rhea Ripley in 58 minutes and 48 seconds to win a shot at a champion at her choosing at WrestleMania. I would say main event mania, but we but. know they're not actually going to main event mania at WrestleMania. <laughs> they did it once. They did it once. I guess they could technically main event one night, maybe. Yeah, I still but don't I don't so. think that's going to happen. Think so. I think the two worlds... If Charlotte and Rhea didn't main event last year yeah. with no crowd, like in Charlotte, yeah. I don't think this one's going to so, be main event. But yeah, so Bianca Belair won. Um, I thought this one was the better of the two Rumbles. I actually thought this was probably the best women's rumble out of the four they've done i would actually agree with you on that like a hundred percent like i think it's like the most well booked like most yeah. enjoyable rumble yep. that the women have put on since what 2018 was the first one is that, have they had three or four they've had four this is their fourth one so yeah. wait so we had oh yeah okay. oscar becky charlotte, charlotte yeah okay yeah one. yeah so i think yeah i would say this one's probably the best yeah of the four well yeah i think for a couple reasons right number one um not one of the pillars. I, I look at the women's division that they have right now, and there's there's like four or five pillars, right? You've got the core four, right, which is Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, Becky, and then you have Asuka. Those are my five that are like those are the tippy top tier of the women's division where they could win a championship literally at any time, and you go, all right, I believe it, right? Like Becky could come in tomorrow, win the title, and you go, okay, yeah. and everybody, the world doesn't move really, okay. Um, so the fact that it wasn't one of them winning this, that you know Charlotte was the second to last person eliminated, yeah. everyone was super pipe for that, right? They were like, okay, cool, it's not going to be Charlotte, thank God. Um, to to you know, and I think the number two reason is that the 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 fact that you use the rumble to elevate somebody new, right? Mm -hmm. Bianca, we we both talked about it now at nauseum here. We we've had her kind of penciled in as the winner probably for a couple months. Um, as the as a likely choice for her to get this win, and I think they made the right call. But they also, I enjoyed the fact that her and Rhea had a little bit of a match within it too, to mm -hmm. kind of just allow you to a Ripley is going to be on the main roster now, number one, and number two, it, it gives Ripley a bit of a rub too because she hasn't been on the main roster for very long. Mm -hmm. it, it it puts a shining note on her as, as well as allowing Bianca to have her moment, mm -hmm. right? Which I thought was really key. Um, the only thing I would have changed, we talked about this off air, is I think I would have just rather seen her come in at one. Knowing yeah. what we know about in the men's rumble, I would have rather just seen her come out at one and outlast everybody, get the full hour, and, and you know, set a record. You know, she's already got, I think, the record for the longest time in the rumble, obviously. So um I'm super I'm super stoked for her though. Um who what champion do you think she challenges for? Do you like I'm I'm kind of I don't know just based off the fact that like I don't know what's happening with either championship. Oscar hasn't defended the Raw Women's title in like three months because she's yeah. been a tag champ, and I don't know if they're gonna go her and so I don't think she challenges for the NXT Championship at all. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think she goes SmackDown because yeah. I think that she will challenge Sasha. Mm -hmm. I think you'll probably get Oscar and Charlotte again mm -hmm. at 37. Yeah, um, you can for see the that. Raw title because yeah. they had their. They were a tag team, and then they right. split, and now they're going to have a little bickering issue. Right, exactly, because so, Charlotte's preoccupied with, with her dad. Yeah, and so I think I think Charlotte's going to finish that storyline mm -hmm. after... Probably the, Elimination the, Chamber. The, I'm assuming Elimination yeah. Chamber, right. and that's going to venture Set into... Set it up, right. Fast lane, she gets the shot or whatever, yeah. and then, yeah, we go with it that way. Yeah, as long as Oscar retains there, because I think Charlotte needs to take the L at yes. some point here. Um, right. Uh, I know, I know. Technically, she didn't win that match when Bailey was women's champion, but she didn't take the pin either. So it's about time she hits the shoulders on the mat. But anyway, um, yeah, I think I, I, I wouldn't mind Sasha and 
um, and Bianca. I still, I'm still kind of on the thought of man. I definitely wouldn't mind seeing Bailey and Sasha go at it again, just for the title, just based off of the story. But I think they pulled the trigger on the finish of that already, which mm-hmm. kind of bummed me out a little bit. Uh, regardless, though, I expect Bianca to definitely walk out as champion. And yes. with that being said, I think that her beating Sasha is probably more likely the scenario due to that. Right? Yes. Is that you know she's been hot. She's at she's an athletic freak for one thing too. She's probably the best athlete they have on the roster uh, on the women's side. And you know I thought it was a great rumble. I really was. I really yeah. do. Um, you know you made some new stars out of it. You got some people to rub, and you you highlighted the right people. To that you're going to push for the next two, three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. In addition to the stars you've already made. Yes, I agree 100%. Uh, so our co-main event, we had the Universal title. Mm-hmm. Last man standing match between Roman Reigns. Defeating Kevin Owens in 24 minutes, 54 seconds. Um, I thought the match was solid. I have realized from my personal viewing that I don't love these kind of matches. I think the bulk <laughs> of most of these kind of like last man standing, buried alive match yep. type things yep. are quite boring through right. the middle. Where like you don't there's no like surprise like, oh roll up could happen at any time. Like, no, you have to be out for a count of ten. So right. you know that's not gonna happen just randomly in the yep. middle of a match somewhere. Yep. So that was that was cool that's what kind of knocks it for me is that mm-hmm. it was a last man standing. The match mm-hmm. was fine and then the finish was atrocious. Yeah. But outside of that I mean, it was probably their worst of their three, though. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, I, I really, you know, I was I was digging the match, you know, up until we, you know, because the false finishes in this match are so anticlimactic because you're like, okay, he's up, and then Roman hits a Superman punch. Okay, now Kevin's down for 20 yeah. minutes. And it's like, you know, it's hard to really get, you know, believe that any one move is going to end it. And when it finally does end, it kind of feels anticlimactic. <clears throat> like, I think the last one that sticks out to me in, like, in memory the one that I, the last one I look forward to was Shinsuke AJ from a couple years ago to kind of finish that storyline. Mm-hmm. And, like, AJ sends Shinsuke through a table and then he just, like, lays there and dies for 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, so that's the end? Yeah. And that's pretty boring. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like, there's no, there's no big sigh of relief or, like, oh, man, that took me on such a journey with these matches. So it's very hard to get invested in the finish of a match, whether it's compared to a 1-2-3 or who's going to escape first, who's going to grab the belt, something else to that effect. Um, thought the match was solid. They do great work, them two together. So, I, I mean, I could this view could go on for a long time, and I wouldn't hate it. And it looks like it's going to based off how SmackDown went this week. Um I don't know how they can keep justifying him getting championship opportunities. Yeah, that's my, that's my one problem. Is yeah, like, jeez, I, I never criticize it, but you would always criticize the Champa Gargano. Where oh yeah, right. No, was, no, I don't, I don't, I don't agree over. with it. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. the match themselves. When I get to a match like Champa Gargano, for me, it's like I enjoyed the matches yeah. like in a, in a capsule, right? Yeah. But the fact that we kept going back to the well over and over and over yeah. again—that's the part that annoys me, and, and that's what's annoying me here. It's yeah, like it's like they're great matches, but. All right. I don't know. I'm like, are we going to have the next two pay-per-views of Kevin Owens losing too? Because I'm like, yeah. we have like five straight pay-per-views of the same match and the same outcome. I'm like, isn't this enough time to say, hey, this, Kevin Owens, it's not your time this now? This is time. It's, it's a false count anyway. Yeah, it's a false count anywhere. <laughs> then my time after that is going to be Hell in a Cell. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Fastlane, we're going to have a race. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a race so structure match. We're going to run, run up there. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. Um... But nonetheless, right? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah, Roman's everything he touches right now is pretty much gold, regardless. So yeah. it works out. And then our main event, we had the the men's Royal Rumble match where Edge wins in fifty eight minutes twenty eight seconds by last eliminating technically both 
uh, Seth Rollins and Randy Orton in the span yeah. of like six seconds. Yeah. So I'm going to count them both as last eliminations. Yeah. But technically it was Randy Orton as last elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this one was solid. I, I'm i still a firm believer. I would have rather seen Daniel Bryan win yep. for the fact that he might not be here much longer because mm-hmm. it's either his contract's up or he doesn't want to wrestle that much anymore. Or he's whatever. doing a lot of backstage producing right now. He's yeah. on the creative team, I think, for SmackDown. Like He's doing a lot of stuff back behind exactly. the scenes Exactly. So right I now. think his wrestling stuff is going to be going away. I think he's got so, about another year. I yeah. So next with, year WrestleMania is probably his like this is absolute the end. done. Mm-hmm. So without winning it this year, I'm like it almost has to be next year, but that might yeah. be too late down the line because mm-hmm. if that's gonna be its like last match, it's mm-hmm. gonna be weird to lose it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I really wish he would have won it here, yeah. and then just challenge Roman and get a crazy great match out of it. Yeah. But Edge winning um, was probably my second option. So I'm no, not I'm not like hating on it too much. I just rather have had my first option. I was firmly like, in the Cesaro camp just because I didn't know I like for me, I, I'm I'm not I'm not upset that Edge won. I was actually excited. Like I, I was actually like, oh good. I think maybe because they teased that it was gonna be Orton and that would have pissed me off to no end. Um, I wasn't in favor of Rollins getting it. I like the fact that they had a solid core five, six guys at the end of that match yeah. that all were legitimate like Oh, anybody could justifiably win this match, and they could have an argument for it. Even like Strowman and those guys. I was a little nervous that Strowman came out at thirty. I was like, "Oh boy, here we go. We're yeah. gonna get Drew and we're gonna get Drew and Strowman for the title or something yeah. like that." I'm like, "Oh, snooze fest." So, um, you know, I'm I, like Edge for me. If if it was gonna be you know one of the guys that you could pigeonhole into that, Edge is fine for me. I didn't think Edge needed it from an aspect of the credibility. Or from a, of a, like, hey, because, like, he's already got a little bit of the, hey, I never lost my world championship when I retired, right? So he could have easily came out. He said he's going to be on TV every week until Mania anyway. So it's like, why not? He could have got there regardless, right? You know, Drew could have went through Sheamus. We could have had a number one contendership at Elimination Chamber, and we could have rolled, and Brian could have went, no, I'm going against Roman for the title. Um, we were talking right before we got on air that, you know, I, the rumor is, as of now, Edge is going to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Now, in a vacuum scenario, I do think that is the most money match out of the possible three combinations, him versus Finn, which is not going to happen, and him versus Drew. Um, I do think Roman versus Edge, from a monetary standpoint and from a, oh my gosh, we're going to see Roman Reigns versus Edge for the Universal Championship, that would be a main event match. That sounds very intriguing to me. However, you made a great point though uh, about the Daniel Bryan situation of, you know, we would have, you know, if 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 Bryan's not challenging Roman and it's going to be Edge versus Roman, who the hell is challenging Drew McIntyre for the world for the WWE Championship? Um, I don't have an answer. I, I you said Bobby Lashley is probably the the next guy. Um, that bums me out super hard. <laughs> probably. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. You know. They're all on SmackDown. Seth, on, is Braun on Raw? No, he's Braun's on SmackDown. on SmackDown too. Yeah. Are we gonna see the Fiend? Maybe. Oh God, jeez, yeah. please don't. Like that, that, could, that, that would be too. that would be terrible. Or God, you get Orton look. again. Orton they again. Had it Twelve times last year. Right. Too. Like, I, would, I, I the Orton's one month reign or three week reign or whatever now in a like makes no sense to me. Like looking back on it, we we understood it at the time. Like okay, he wins it, he's gonna go to Mania now, yeah. and it's gonna be him and Edge. Now it's he loses it three weeks later, and you're like, I don't. Why? What was even the point of dropping yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't get so, it. So yeah, uh, to that point, that's why I hope Edge eventually gets to the point where he's going to challenge Drew. Right. I don't think it's going to happen, like you said. Yeah. I think they like the pencil in the biggest money match possible. Yeah. But WrestleMania being two days, yeah, I feel like that's the that. part yeah. where you need 
two big matches. So Drew yeah. and Edge, Daniel Bryan and Reigns sells for both nights. Yeah. Where if you have Reigns versus Bryan, the main event of night two, you're like, wow, that's a big match. But then what's your main event night one going to be Strowman and Drew? Right. Okay, so we're not going to tune into that one. Well, that's and that's the thing too, right? It's okay, like what is your, you know, I don't even think, I think they still go both title matches on night two even because I don't think they're going to book it in the way you know like here's the thing it's like you're you're damned if you do you damned if you don't because if you book night one right and drew is you know i i think edge has to be night two because he's the rumble winner right so wherever that championship is but to your point if drew is facing bobby lashley or Strowman or even the fiend a that match is gonna suck and number two, there's no intrigue there for anybody yeah. that wants to see any. So, like, maybe, I, maybe that's how they sneak in Bianca to main event night one. Then with maybe Sasha. maybe they're like, wow, maybe. that's a bigger match than it could Drew be. and Fiend or something. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I can make the argument a hundred percent that the women's title on SmackDown, the Intercontinental title on SmackDown, and the Universal title all mean more than any of the championships of their uh, by comparison on Raw. Oh yeah. And you could make the argument right now that the SmackDown women's title could easily main event night one over a WWE championship match based on the talent and it, the p- possibilities of a match yeah. that you could see. Because I out of my world title matches at Mania, and it's a big stickler of mine is I want to see a good match like at the end of the day like roman and you know like brock and goldberg for the title like i got it from a marquee standpoint but that match sucks Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i want to see a good 25 minute match where at the end of the where at the end of it i go damn like they just took me on a ride we haven't seen that very often in the years past because brock has dominated the scene this is the first year that you have an opportunity to really do that thoughts on cena challenging drew he said he's not going to Mania. I I don't know necessarily if he's if he's well, messing with it or not. As of right now, he technically can't. Right. Like he can't physically make yeah. it to Mania right, right. now. I know. So I'm gonna say no. Yeah. I'm still like a little bit like. Mm. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like he's filming in Canada. <laughs> I know. And you can't like physic because you have to two week quarantine and right. everything. Right. So like you can't physically like for the time that he would have to leave filming and stuff, yeah. then post-production from a movie that he's going to be on, yeah. for a Marvel movie nonetheless or right, whatever, right. there's no way that they're going to be like, oh yeah, take a month yeah. and do your thing. and let's. I'm still like, I'm like, all right, you know, he keeps saying it, but... Uh, so I, I do not think yeah, that is it's, a it's one possibility. Of those I would say if I was like the betting person on it, I would be like one in like 300,000 chance. <laughs> Whereas like, I guess it could, yeah. but it definitely probably won't. Right. Well, he got all the scenes done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is the uh, star of a TV show, yeah, a movie, or whatever. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, like I said, you made a great point. Like I said, it's it, in a vacuum yeah. standpoint, Reigns Edge makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I look at it to like whenever we talk about the Super Bowl match, it's like all right, so this one would be like the ideal one, like like you know, right. we had like Chiefs and Packers be like, oh, that'd be. But these other ones are like okay or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I look at it as like okay, I agree that Reigns Edge would be like the money maker, like the number one. Right. But if I could. Get, if I could take... To improve the overall show. Yeah, to improve the show and right. go, okay, we have Drew and Edge, Brian and Reigns. I would take those two matches. Yeah, two really good matches over one that you'd be like, okay. One, like, like I would take yeah. one five-star match or two 4.5-star matches. Right. I'd take the two 4.5s over the one yeah. five. Probably. I think regardless, though, whatever match Edge is in, it's going to be fantastic. And whatever match Roman's in is going to be fantastic. It, it, it's, exactly. That's so kind of that's kind of, yeah, right. So if you split them apart, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why it's been leaked. You know, that's why it's been leaked by Meltzer and everybody that he's, that it's going to be Roman yeah. for them to kind of pull a swerve last second. And then we, and we so. get to that. I, I personally hope so. Like your, your card makes a lot more sense that, than, you know, the proposed one currently. Yeah. Right. So 
even guys like AJ and stuff, I don't think there's not enough oomph behind them right now to get them to a world title shot. So, mm-hmm. interesting nonetheless. All right, let's talk some AEW action here uh, just real quick. You know, we saw the debut, I guess, of Kenta on AEW television to kind of further the IWGP United States title match that's going to be happening in a couple weeks here um, against John Moxley. I presume that Kenta's going to take the win there. It makes a lot no sense for John to retain. Um, but, we're you know... What, it begs the question, though, right, where there's clearly a relationship now with New Japan and AEW in some capacity, right? There's a relationship between with Impact Wrestling. There was a relationship now with, um, uh, what's the, uh, the NWA. And, you know, I, I think we've even seen rumblings of, like, you know, like AAA and stuff like that with the use of the Lucha Bros. So all of these companies now kind of, you know, doing a little bit of a talent exchange to some extent. Um, my first question for you, Mike, is A, do you like it? Do you think that we should be focusing more on AEW stars themselves? Like, you know, should we be focusing more on Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and MJF rather than giving TV time to the Good Brothers and Kenta? And then number two, uh, do you think WWE needs to start doing this? They've done it a little bit with, like, the UK stuff, right? ICW, Progress, they have that on the network now, right? So there's obviously a relationship, but... They don't necessarily lend out their star, like their star star. You don't yeah. see Roman Reigns wrestling on a Progress Wrestling show. No. That's not going to happen. So, do you yeah. think that WWE needs yeah. to start branching out and maybe ha- forming some of these relationships? Because there's a lot of dream matches you could have, there especially are. from a New Japan standpoint. With from WWE, WWE there's a lot of wet dreams there for a lot of fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think I think to the first point. Yeah, I think AEW. Um, is doing a great job with all their cross promotional stuff because yeah. I don't think it's really hindering a lot of the younger talent. Mm-hmm. I think it's just bringing in a whole new like set of audience. Like mm-hmm. it's, if you could ever pull guys like Osprey, Okada, and Kota oh, and stuff, geez, like yeah. AEW is Look going out. to start killing yeah. the like the wrestling world if they can start bringing those guys in. Mm-hmm. There was like a dream match somewhere I saw. I think it was like on Reddit where you have Kenny and Kota for like both titles or something and i'm like that would be Damn. probably the greatest thing since yeah. sliced bread mm-hmm. but um i love all this stuff they're doing i think that this is going to eventually virtue into getting a second show um sooner than they thought because mm-hmm. i think that if you started to get all they only have now, two hours of programming right now that's yeah. i mean the youtube stuff that's fine but nothing actually happens on aew dark no offense yeah. it just on AEW dark and or they're being the elite show like nothing right, right. happens yeah, on nothing, these shows yeah nothing think, is of that important I think right. I think this can branch open a second show where you mm-hmm. have even if it's just an hour long where you have an hour of legit like yep. meaningful wrestling that mm-hmm. happens and mm-hmm. advancing storylines and then on the actual Wednesday night edition you can kind of go back and be like here are the results of what happened right. and like this is why this is happening yeah like kind of like how Raw and Smackdown for a little bit was like developmental like yeah in like 2012 or whatever mm-hmm. it was when they weren't brand split but it was like okay stuff on smackdown actually impacted what happened on raw right you can have the same thing with AEW, so you can keep having yeah, for sure the smaller guys on there mm-hmm. while also having you know kenny omega versus naito in right. some matches or right. whatever you can have with cross promotional stuff yeah. and two wwe definitely should start doing it because i think wwe's product gets very stale when you have the same 40 guys all having right. wrestled just each other right. for like five years, mm-hmm. where AEW is like, you can maybe never see Pac and Kenny Omega ever again because you have 17 other main eventers right. that you could just pull from Impact or you <clears throat> pull from New Japan or you could pull right. from this place, Ring of Honor or whatever. Like, yeah. you have so much area that you'll never see 
a lot of like I think that's the company repeats. that I think WWE should really be looking at is Ring of Honor. I do like too. like that is the one the I one. thought the one that I thought they should have bought him a couple years ago, honestly, when Cole and Champa and O'Reilly and Fish and Steen and all those guys were there was like this is the perfect time to buy them because the 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 product Ring of Honor's product you know, I, we talked a, uh, maybe we touched on Final Battle we didn't even talk about it this year but last year I think we yeah, did but like I, you know we both watched Final Battle this year and it was fine it was mm-hmm. nothing crazy about it right but um because of where they're at because of all the talent that was in Ring of Honor that's just now in NXT it is a perfect time for them to buy them and not even and not even have to make an announcement about it. just be like hey by the way Ring of Honor is now on the network. And Ring of Honor, we're going to start seeing guys from NXT and ROH. We're going to start seeing, like, kind of what they did with the ball, but on a bigger platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be a huge coup for them. Once again, it's another place to develop talent. And WWE, to their credit, to some extent, they do develop talent really oh, well. I mean, like, it is a factory. And I understand why they maybe don't branch out to some of these companies. And they've done it in the past. They've worked with CMLL in the past. They've worked with AAA in the past. They've done they've done dealings with, um, you know, with... Uh, uh, with some Japanese companies like All Japan, in, you know, in the '80s and '90s, they've done those things. But in you know, as they've grown into the multi-billion-dollar conglomerate that they are, they've you know felt less of a need to. I think that may change a little bit once Vince is kind of fully done or has unfortunately passed away, and Triple H is kind of running the ship. Um, but I definitely think they need to start looking at that because, or they need to start at least promoting some of these NXT guys. And they need to start rolling with it. Like yeah. I think Karrion Cross is going to be on the main roster by year's yeah. end. Well, I think yeah, that's the problem that they have because <clears throat> they have like three brands that they have to fill out yeah, stuff exactly. for. So they have yeah. so many brands, but they only have there's so little. Mm-hmm. I, w- I like it's weird because they have like more talent than they've ever had before. Yeah. But they're like smaller talent pool compared to the AEW where they have one two hour show and right. they're like, but we have nine companies that we're pulling talent mm-hmm. from that we can use to have these big. Matches right. and stuff, yeah. and then we have four pay per views. So it's like all the WWE. Like the I think stuff. does like, a good job so far. Um, you know, th- th- it's twofold. I do think that they play the long game when a lot of talent, a mm-hmm. lot of times, right? Like you know, a, a guy we didn't even mention in our Royal Rumble coverage was was Damian Priest. I thought he had a tremendous yeah. showing. You know what I mean? Like that is a player to come for years here. Um, so guys like that, you're like, okay, like you can start to see it. The problem is, is that there's still a little bit of an antiquated way of thinking. Like guys like Champa, Gargano, Cole, those guys should have all been on the main roster at this point. They could be main eventing any show anywhere in the world right now, mm-hmm. but they're not because they're not six foot three. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that's frustrating, and that's the thing that's I think is holding back for a lot of fans. It's like, gosh, dang it, like dude, like these are all the guys we want to watch. But you're you're throwing me Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman, and I get it. They're huge dudes. They're phenomenal athletes, but they suck comparatively. You know, so I think I think we need to start getting a little more progressive on the WWE yeah. side. But um, do you think we're ever going to see uh, such a strong enough relationship though, like where New Japan and Ring of Honor did for a while, where you're going to see like full on like, oh, this is a Ring of Honor World Title match on a New Japan show, or we're going to see a we're going to see an IWGP junior heavyweight title match on AEW yeah. television or AEW pay-per-views. Um, I think it could happen. That's the one thing I don't really want to happen. I agree though. with you. That's why I was, that was a trick question I, on my yeah, end. I was, I was like, trying to see. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it'd be cool, but I think that's too far into the rabbit hole of yeah. bringing people over. I, think I still yeah. want AEW just to be AEW, AEW stuff. Correct. But I would like to like have guys like, like uh, it would be cool to have Dream. I would, I'm cool with having 
Osprey come over and challenge for the, the TNT, TNT title. Right, for the... Ma- like, okay, like, it's an open challenge. We're going to see a massive match. match. Even though you kind of know what's going to happen, but yeah. it's a... Yeah, right. it's a great match. Like, right. that's the stuff I'm okay with. Yeah. But once you get start going down the hole of, okay, we're going to have, you know, Kota Ibushi versus Naito on the Revolution card, it's right. like, okay, now it's kind of turning out... It's not AEW anymore. It's right. kind of like it's everything. A super show. It's, it's a just, super show right. against WWE. Yeah. And I'm cool if they still want to have, if they promote it as, this is going to be a big super show Yeah, if show they promote event. it as, hey, this is a joint show where we're like going to have they, four companies together, you're going to see something you've never if seen If they before. do like the G1 Supercard super card, yes, every correct. single year, where this one day, every single year, yep. they go, we're going to bring all these people together and have one gigantic show. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Right. Fine, yeah, sure. For once the yeah, for one year. Right, but I don't yeah. want to see okay, mm-hmm. double or nothing, all out, all these shows going, all right, here's the IWGP match, here's a right, here's an impact, impact match, right, right, here's right. this. Like that's way too much. And I think too it disvalues up. the the importance of your championships and or your yeah. stars too, right? Like Okay, Osprey comes over. Say he beats Darby Allen for the title. Okay, but you know he's gonna have to drop it quickly yeah. because he's not a main event. Yeah, he's, he's not a guy for AEW. Exactly. Yeah. And now you kill Darby because okay, well Osprey's better than him. Mm-hmm. So that whoever beats like so it's a, it's a cyclical effect after the, you know what yeah. I mean. So like I remember Wrestle Kingdom. I think it was Wrestle Kingdom nine. Cole and O'Reilly fought for the Ring of Honor World Title, but that was like match four on the card. Yeah. O'Reilly like you had a new Ring of Honor World Champion crowned in the Tokyo Dome, and it was like. Okay, that was cool. But it, it felt like a, just a mid-card title match. I'm like, that's Ring of Honor's like, world championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you That's not an understated match, but it's not even semi-main event. Yeah. So th- there are some there's some potholes to avoid there, yeah. for sure. Um, but it's interesting nonetheless. I just thought we'd talk about it a little bit because you know it's cool to see yeah. some of this happen. I would you know? love to see more open challenges, though, because those would be so much fun. Oh, yeah. you imagine Darby Allen going open challenge but it's literally to anybody, anybody outside yeah. of wwe basically yeah, exactly because and then you, when you see that title change you're like oh shit, shit. like yeah, right yeah, exactly. exactly yeah for sure uh interesting for sure but something to keep an eye on though just to see how far these relationships are going companies like the nwa and stuff like that are should really be leveraging these kind of these moments because like i'm surprised nick aldis hasn't been on AEW television yet like i really for like once yeah i'm like you know because they've done they do the nwa women's title like over and over like i am very surprised that all this of all people with the nwa world championship has not been on the show more like those are the kind of places impact is is benefiting from being on, on, with AEW, you know what yeah, I mean. People are um, actually watching Impact now. Exactly. So it's like okay, you're getting that benefit, right? So I think the NWA and some of the smaller places, like New Japan's got its own thing. They're yeah. they're a conglomerate yeah, in their own. Fine. But some of these other places in America, at least, really need to start leveraging some of these uh, relationships for sure. All right, let's shift our focus now uh, to football. The Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know, just got announced yesterday or Saturday night. Um, and the big one, you know, that we need to talk about, obviously, is Calvin Johnson. He is officially a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Famer. He's going to Canton. He's getting he's that. He's getting that bronze bust of his weird-looking face. Um, yes. You know, thoughts on Calvin getting in first off at all? Uh, because I do think there was some conversation of is he a Hall of Famer? And number two, the fact that he got in first ballot which yeah. i think is definitely a distinction because he's only the third wide receiver in the past i think like 25 years to get in on first belt the only other two were randy moss and jerry rice and yeah. jerry rice is the goat of goats so yeah. like put that in perspective yeah no i mean i i was actually talking to someone about this the other day about yeah. calvin johnson weirdly enough and i i, I thought, didn't realize the voting was as soon as it was yeah, so i was like I, oh shoot all right so cool. yeah <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was always on nfl honors either yeah but I was like, Kelvin Johnson could definitely 
I could you could like make the argument. I think if the only people that should ever make it is if you were the best at your positional group mm-hmm. within any kind of time mm-hmm. frame while you were playing. And definitely Calvin for like a three year stretch was easily the best receiver oh, in yeah. football oh, at least. So freaking athlete. Yeah. So Good I was boy. definitely like he definitely deserves at least the to look at for mm-hmm. um for the hall. But I was like first ballot for me. I went. I don't know if he did enough for long enough to be right. like a first ballot, especially when you go, oh yeah, so you have Jerry Rice and you have Randy Moss and then Calvin Johnson are right. your three wide receivers that are first ballots. Right. So you go, those are the th- three first ballot guys that you have in the last like thirty years. Right. I feel like I feel like, like I could, didn't even. I know. I was like, I can name a few guys who won championships, who yeah. had a lot more success that were yeah. doing more things. Maybe but, they gave it to him because like, dude, you played in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, you know but I mean? even like Barry Sanders won a playoff game for you. Yeah, so like, that's true. Yeah. Like you couldn't even like help yeah. pull out a playoff win in your three appearances. So right. yeah, it's yeah you know deserved for sure to yeah. get there. I know the biggest question was the the longevity of the career. Right, yeah. nine seasons, three years All Pro, six Pro Bowls. Um, you know that that's the that, those are the hall. He's got the single season receiving yard record. Yeah. You know, and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that was the big thing, right? It was the, it was the fact that, okay, but you, you did it for nine years, you know, and it's, you know, was that enough time? What was the impact that you had? But I think, you know, Dave Burkett did a video on Twitter about this kind of running down his resume and from a statistical standpoint, right? It's crazy, right? The fact that he was able to do what he did in such a short amount of time is crazy. But I think what the I think what a lot of Hall of Fame voters wound up looking at was how he changed the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the first wide receiver really to see the vice quote unquote defense, where it was basically two guys lining up on the line of scrimmage against Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. with a safety over the top, be like, You are not going to beat us. This is not gonna happen. You know, he forced teams to change the way they called the defenses, right? And I think those kind of impacts, those long-lasting impacts that we still don't really even see today. Hell, Tyreek Hill, I can't tell you how many times Tyreek Hill runs a straight crosser across the middle of the field and you've only got one guy on him, you know what I mean? And so the fact that Calvin Johnson was so dominant, being as big and as strong as he was by also being the fastest receiver on the field, although I will argue sometimes it sure shit didn't feel like it, um, you know, the fact that he changed the way that defenses had to play when they played the Lions, I think is, I think, a humongous factor into why he got that that nod. I yeah. think, personally. Probably. Like, that's, that for me, that is the one thing I can I can appoint to. I go, you change the way the receiving position can, should be played, mm-hmm. and you change the way defenses have to cover because of it. You know what I mean? Um, the the success thing is, is hard, right? Like, we're going to be having this conversation 10 years from now when, when Matt Stafford's retired, right? Because numbers perspective Stafford's a Hall of Famer he's got better numbers than a lot of quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame right now Uh I mean you compare him to a guy like Troy Aikman Troy Aikman's got three Super Bowls right but Troy Aikman's numbers are hot garbage Uh but he's a super but he's you know he's got three rings so he's in the Hall of Fame so you're we're going to be having that conversation sooner rather than later of when like now do stats start to take over compared to wins yeah. and that kind of stuff. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hard for this current generation of stars mm-hmm. to get there uh, compared to the, you know, before. Cause I mean, shoot, Tom Brady's dominated the, the league, you know, the new England has. So it's like, you didn't win. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for to sure. In. But congratulations to Calvin nonetheless. Um, we also just got a report right before we went on the air that uh, Calvin and uh, Sheila Ford Hamp, 
met and have had discussions about you know bring you know mending that fence, which probably means they're going to write him a big ass check, which they should. Um, so that's good to hear as well. To have him back in the fold in any position, I personally offered like, you want to be like assistant wide receivers coach? So I'm like, who can't learn? You know, I mean, some of it's like, well, you're not. No one's born six four and you know yeah. can jump over a house, but there's still some tricks to the trade yeah. that I'm sure Calvin Johnson could pass on to the next crop of wide receivers the Lions are going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty cool there. All right, let's jump in here to the meat of the show because you know all that was just an appetizer. By the way. Um, you know, when this episode comes out, we're already going to know the results of the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, our episodes drop on Monday. We're not going to be able to record in time to give you, like, instant reactions for the Super Bowl, obviously. But if you didn't listen to last episode, I want you to go back and listen to Mike's breakdown <laughs> of the game and then compare it to what actually happened and tell me it's not 100% dead accurate because I'm, I'm saying that we're recording right now at 11.30 in the morning on a Sunday before the game and... I guarantee you it's verbatim. I'm just calling it now. It's what happened. I hope it's what And honestly, after the game, just go back and listen to last episode. See how just, long it was. No, just so you can be like, I wish it was the way Mike described it because I guarantee you that was a lot more entertaining than whatever the hell we're going to see on Sunday night. So I know I'm talking in the past tense and you guys are like, what? But I'm going to say that and then tomorrow tonight we're going to see like the greatest Super Bowl ever yeah. and it's going to make me look like a jackass. It's going to be a 45-42 bucks win. Exactly. It's, it's going to be exactly how Mike... Broke it down. So I'm just saying that right now. He did a great job. And this is where Mike really thrives. It is this kind of scenario. It's right here. here. Quarterback carousel 2021. You know, what better time with all of the news about all the potential movement that's happening. We've already seen a big blockbuster trade. Your own, my own Matt Stafford is no longer a Detroit Lion. You know, he's going to L.A. in exchange for Jared Goff, a third-round pick and two first-rounders in 2022 and 2023, respectively. Um, That's the first big domino to fall, right? There's a lot of quarterbacks out there right now. I can just name, I can name 12 right off the top of my head that could potentially be moving. So what Mike has done for us is he has, um, he's basically got an analysis of every team's quarterback situation. Who's going to be the starter, right? Who's going to be the starter at the beginning of 2021, whether that's a new draft pick and, or, you know, there's a trade, what what's going on there. So he's got it broken down. He went and did a basically a massive deep dive analysis on the entire league. So yes. that's why Mike does what he does. That's why Mike is on this show for that exact reason right there. So, all right, Mike, let's just jump in. Where, where are we starting? Where are we going? Okay, uh, I'll let you pick. So do you want to know the transactions before the teams or do you want me to go through all the teams and then mention the transactions that are involved. Yeah, let's go team by team and just do the transactions okay. that way. That, so, way. that way we can keep it kind of concise. So if we're talking about Dolphins, let's talk about the Dolphins and how we got there. Okay. You know what I mean? So that kind of thing. we'll start with AFC North. Okay. Uh, we don't have actually any movement in the AFC North. So okay. I, think, I think Big Ben stays on the Steelers. Okay. I think Lamar obviously, obviously. is going to be a Raven. He's going to get an extension probably yeah. this offseason. Joe Burrow obviously is going to be a Bengal. And Baker's probably going to get an extension and be the Browns quarterback after The only success. question I have for you is on the Roethlisberger thing, right? We, we saw some reports now that Roethlisberger and the Steelers are going to meet up and talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um... So you think he's going to stay? Does he sign? Does he sign an extension? Does he? Do you think that maybe it's like a short term? Like, hey, like maybe you need to take a bit because he was not great by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. No, I think I think their situation is kind of. Also, do they take a quarterback? I do think they take a quarterback. Okay. I think they they pick one probably like second round. I, I think, think I think guy like Kyle Trask is someone that they're looking at in, exactly, that, in that in that area. Exactly what I was about to say. But yeah. um. Because I don't have them, I didn't actually list this part, right. but I do think that they probably pick like a Kyle Trask, Big mm-hmm. Ben plays for another year or I two. I think if Mac Jones then, falls to them, even in the first round, I could yeah. see them taking him just because he kind of fits that. He stands in the pocket. Yeah. yeah so I, I do think, I think I think the Steelers will 
look at the quarterback position, right. but I think Big Ben will start. They can afford to wait, for sure. Yeah, they can definitely wait. Okay. So, AFC North doesn't really change too much. Yeah. AFC South, this is where we... Uh, this is, this gets is where a lot hate. of stuff gets... Uh, I have a lot here. of questions I'm going to throw at you for this one, so go keep going. Okay, so we're going to start with Tennessee, because that's the only one here that doesn't change. Yeah, Tannehill on extension. Gonna he's get got Derrick Henry. They're, they're fine. Yeah, here's fine. Uh, so, the Colts... They will trade for Carson Wentz. Okay. Um, they will give him a first and a fourth round pick. Okay. Off of what Stafford got. I think Carson Wentz didn't play as well. Yeah. So I think he probably gets like a first. This and, year's first and fourth. And, and the money aspect too, right? So I mean, Carson's coming off like a 17 touchdown, 16 interception season this year. It was yes. not good. Um, and he's getting like $32 million. So that's going to be a tough pill to swallow for any team that's going to be trading for him. Mm-hmm. The Colts are a perfect destination for him though, for sure. Um, you know, I know Ballard is just itching to make a deal. Like, he is just like, I need to get, you know, he, they were in on the Stafford talks. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett, ugh, Jacob Easton hasn't taken a snap yet. I think it's too soon for him um, and maybe forever for the Colts' perspective because yeah. if they're going to make the trade for Wentz. But would not be shocked. I think it's fair compensation as well, considering all this, all the circus that's going out there. Um, I got more on Wentz a little bit later that I want to ask about when we get to the, another team. Okay. But, um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. All right, and then, so, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously, with the number one pick, they will take Trevor Lawrence. Can we also just talk about the fact that Mike is giving out you giving you guys compensation for these trades? I'm, he's try, not, I'm trying. Some he's, of them I don't have exact compensation. Oh, well, I'll fill in the blanks then. But, like, the fact that he's going out there and he's saying, well, you know, what kind of compensation would be fair for a team to give up for some of these quarterbacks, you're not going to find that on ESPN, guys. I'm no. just saying. You can talk to the Mel Kuypers and the Lewis Riddicks, or you can talk even to local Detroit sports radio, the Mike Valenis of this jackass sports radio talk that we have here in city you're not gonna find the kind of detail you're yeah. seeing here i'm just throwing that out there right now i know he's my partner and everything but damn yeah just throwing so that out there. this next so this one so there is a trade here okay with houston okay and this one is the money maker trade that will be talked about all the way to the next season okay we're making the big moves here okay we're predicting everything's gonna happen here <laughs> deshaun watson will get traded to the raiders oh wow and so in return so we're gonna have watson going to the raiders okay the raiders are gonna give Derek carr okay and like 19 first rounders <laughs> that i don't have exact compensation it'll probably be like yeah. three first rounders okay. and like two seconds or it's okay. gonna be a boatload of stuff with Derek Carr yeah but they're gonna swap quarterbacks so the starting quarterback ad for Houston is gonna be Derek Carr okay so now I have a couple questions here on this right okay, okay. you're pretty confident in this right what give me a percentage on on how confident you are because the Texans now this is NFL talk right have been so adamant for the last week and a half they're like they're not taking calls. They're not. They're like, no, we're going to try to keep him. Now, I don't think that they're going to be able to. I think they've burned the bridge to hell and back, and yes. then they buried it, for God's sakes. However, they are coming out and saying that. So I think, though, that you are right that it's going to take a mountain of things to get them you know, what they want. Um, give me a percentage, though, on how confident you are that this actually happens. Like, I, like you can be like, all right, 51%, that's why I made, that's yeah. why I'm thinking it's going to happen. Or like, are you like 85% that like, this is what it's going to take to get him? I going? think it's going to be like 70 to 75%. And I think the happens. Raiders are under, are a underdog in this, but I think the logic of Gruden needs to win. Yes. Because they haven't done shit since he got there, and he's on a ten-year deal making a lot of money, and they haven't done dog sh- like dog shit. And the th- the reason why I put him here and yeah. not like I was thinking about putting him on like the Niners or right. somewhere else right. is the reason why I'm going to put him in Oakland or uh, Las Vegas right, right now is 
you see that they played. You have Patrick Mahomes in your division, mm-hmm. and now you have Justin Herbert in your division. You have to be able to. So fire, you have to fire, be able to yeah, score. And you play the Chiefs really close twice with Derek Carr. Right. I think Deshaun Watson just puts you over the top with yeah. that team, and you don't need a lot there in, right. o- in Las mm-hmm. Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. You just need if you had Deshaun Watson there, you don't need. Ma- you don't that need masks up a lot of issues. Real so quick. Yeah. I, I think that is going to be a great. That's a that's there, an all that in chips type of move. If I'm giving you like accurate compensation based off what I think, it, okay, Carr probably at least two first rounders, right? And then I'm gonna say a second rounder. I think it's just a little bit more because of a the contract and b the fact that um, I, I think something I think based off the fact that they're having to kind of go all in, I don't think they can mortgage three first-round picks for Watson, yeah. as well as taking on the money. I think that's the only thing. Yeah. So that is my finish to the AFC South. So I have Well, I'll say Carr. two second round. I'll say two first and two seconds. Yeah. Two so first I have, and two seconds. So I have Carr, so I have Carr on the Houston. Yep. Trevor Lawrence would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Absolutely. Carson Wentz, Colts. Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee. That's a big I don't, I don't see. I, I, don't see I, don't I don't see any problems here. I think <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so we'll go to the AFC West now. So okay. obviously Mahomes is going to be the Chiefs quarterback. Nope, I don't think so. He's getting traded. Yeah, he's got to get traded somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Herbert will obviously be the Chargers quarterback. Big ups to him, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Well-deserved. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos move off a lock yet because okay. I think there's so many, so much up, more movement mm-hmm. that I don't think that they find a suitor that they so, can find somebody well, Okay, for. well, that's my question, right? Like, Houston, going back to this Houston trade, right? Like, the, that, the Broncos were, like, heavy in talks with the Lions. They were giving up a first-round pick. Yeah. And Drew Locke, and maybe something else, something lesser yeah. than another first round um, for Stafford, right? Obviously, Lions pass on that. Drew Locke, we thought this year was going to be a little bit of a coming out party with the amount of weapons they had. He was hurt. They did not play well offensively. Um, you know, I, this is a team where it's like, if they were to make a trade, I feel like this is a trade that could get out of hand quickly okay. because of the fact that Drew Locke is not a proven commodity. It is hard for me to justify if the Lions would have traded with Denver if they didn't get six first-round picks in bringing Drew Locke in over here because you have not seen any real flashes out of Drew Locke yet to be like, oh, we can build around this guy. Goff has had moments, right? Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson and Derek Carr have had moments, if not seasons, of, oh, you carried a team. Yeah. You have not seen that out of Drew Locke. So it's going to be very hard for them, I think, to move on. How likely are they to, to maybe try and trade up to get a quarterback? They had a new GM in right now, right? You know, Vic Fangio's defensive court, defensive guy, or do you think they stay pad of where they're at? What are they picking? Like 12 or something? Yeah, they're picking, I think, 11 or 12. 11. Yeah, I think Niners are 12, so they can't be 12. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't think they move up because I don't think they're... They don't have enough. That's the thing. They're going to have to give up a lot. They're not They're not loaded with assets. Yeah. Drew, uh, the Broncos aren't in desperation mode for a quarterback. They're just in, like, we probably will eventually need to look for a different quarterback. Yeah. But I think they can survive with Drew Locke, mm-hmm. especially when you look at their division. If... Watson does go to the Raiders, and you go, so we're definitely going to be last in our division because there's no way we're winning games against this division. <laughs> yeah, for right. like four you got months. some time to figure you it out. You got some time to figure it out anyway. Right. So I don't think they try to move up because I don't think there's a quarterback that they can move up to get mm-hmm. that's just going to be like, oh, yeah. there you go. There's a savior. For sure. So for sure. I, yeah. I think they'll just stick with Drew Lack, and obviously I have the Raiders have Watson off a gigantic trade. Yeah. So that's my AFC West. That I is think- a, That would be a – that's such a John Gruden Raider move, though, yeah. for them to push all their assets and said, what do you want? For, and, yeah. and give me and give me Watson. So I think the AFC West is going to be tied yeah. with another division that we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. We're at best quarterbacks in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll go to the AFC East. 
so two teams don't make any moves. Two teams do make moves. Okay. Uh, so I have two of staying in Miami. Okay. Because you know the, you t- just drafted him. You got a little bit of a shock. Bit. I think a lot of people are already kind of ready to move on. I don't necessarily get that. Like you no. got to give him a minute. Yeah, like yeah. I, even if I'm not a big two a guy. Yeah. Give him a minute. Yeah, give him, give him all of next year and see what he does. Yeah, if not, stop pulling his ass yeah. in the fourth quarter. Give him a shot to see what he can do. Why, why invest all the assets if you're not going to use him? And then Josh Stupid. Allen is going to well, be the best quarterback. He's going to get an extension. Um, so I have New England moving up a little bit in the draft to draft Justin Fields. Okay. Possibly with a trade with the Lions. Okay. Can't be certain on where they're going to move to have yeah. to get Justin Fields. But I do think Justin Fields will land in New England. Look, give me one second here before we move on. I want to just look up the current draft order just so I can kind of, uh, just to give like a full. Yeah. New England like, is 15. Right. They're 15. I, I just sure. want to see who they, who they could potentially like. Who they could potentially be moving yeah, up, but with they can real move fast. up with uh, the Falcons at four. Yeah, so like here's you know what I mean. So they're at fifteen, right? Minnesota, Chargers, San Francisco, New York, Dallas, Denver, Carolina, Detroit, Philly, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Miami, Jets, Jags. Okay, so yeah, I mean the the only issue you know if New England, I think New England does move up, right? And I think the Lions are probably in that realm. Um, I think they could move up probably. They're they're going to they're going to need to probably get in front of Carolina. I think yes. is probably where they're going to need to get. Uh, maybe even front of us. If Philly makes a trade and trades away Carson Wentz and they're going to roll with Jalen Hurts, I could see Philadelphia making a trade. I could see Cincinnati moving down as well mm-hmm. because I don't think they're going to have to give up as much. If they're going to want to trade with like Miami or the I don't, Jets, yeah, I don't think they'll go that I, They can't. I don't right. think that you're mortgaging the whole future and you need so many. Regardless of what people say, New England has a lot of holes mm-hmm. defensively and offensively right now. So I, w- I could definitely see them going up though to get them for sure. Yeah. And then my last big trade, I guess we, I guess I'll call it big trade. Yeah. Is I have Sam Darnold gets traded to the Chicago Bears, and then the Bears will send them Nick Foles okay. and draft commodity that okay you you we, you can compensate for depending okay. on how you feel, but. Um, so I have... But are they swapping? They're not swapping first-round picks, though. So the Jets are staying at two? Yeah, so the Jets are going to stay at two. Okay. Give Sam Darnold away. Nick Foles is going to go probably with, like, a pick or yeah. whatever. And so so I have uh, uh, Justin Fields, New England. Yep. Tua is going to be in Miami. Yep. Josh Allen's going to be with the Bills. And then I have the Jets picking Zach Wilson for their future at quarterback two. at well, two. That sucks. That sucks for me. That yeah. bugs me out. It bugs um, me out, but that's probably what's going to happen. <clears throat> um... Yeah, so we we've heard rumors now. Where you know Jets are getting calls on Darnold, right? Some people are really against on the not on the Darnold train, especially here locally in Detroit. I don't know why. I think it's because he's not been given the chance to really do what he's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that team has been garbage literally since he got there. Yeah. Now he hasn't helped them either. But I think that if you were to give him just some sort of a supporting cast, it would be a lot better mm-hmm. result. Um, the the Bears thing interests me um, on a lot of on a lot of aspects, and I want to maybe wait to get to the Bears um, unless we're doing NFC North next because the Bears I think are definitely in this run. Maybe we'll just talk about them now, straight to 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 get Carson Wentz. We're hearing a lot of rumors out there that it could be the Bears trading Nick Foles a first plus some yeah. to get Carson Wentz. Um, what do you think the likelihood of that is? Do you think the Colts just come in with a better offer? Do you think that the Colts do something to kind of get – because I, I really think – Chris Ballard is a ballsy kind of guy, and he's like itching to make a move, right? Yeah. Like I can just – like you can just see it. But the Bears are also that kind of team that aren't afraid to pull the trigger. I mean, they trade a lot for Khalil Mack, right? They made the trade for Julius Peppers. They've done yeah. things like this in the past. Um you know, 
if you're the Bears, you know, do you do you sell the house to get a guy like Carson Wentz? You I know, mean, I think you try, but yeah. I don't think it's going to work. <clears throat> okay. It's going to be the problem is I think that okay. Carson Wentz, whether whatever happens, mm-hmm. I think it's going to somehow end up in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I think Indianapolis has a better pick. They're picking 12. Yeah. I think the Bears are picking like 20. So that could be it. Bears are at 20. The Colts are at 21. Oh, yeah. They did make the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they are at 20. They're right. They're at they're, the But same. they're in the same spot. Right. Um, But I think it's, I think it's just going to be Yeah. he's going to – Carson Wentz like, oh, so I can go to the Colts or I can go to the Bears. Yeah. We're gonna try to push for the Colts. Yeah. And I think that I think I think the I think the Bears are gonna I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Bears make a like, hey, here's three first rounders for Carson yeah. and the Eagles go, Oh, all right, I guess. And, yeah. and just you know what I mean? That's that's what it have to take to talk not about a collapse of a team though. Go from the Super Bowl upsetting New England to just a total dumpster fire in Philadelphia. Like what a port! Like how is Howie Roseman still have a job? I have mm-hmm. no idea. But let's keep going. All right, so we're, <clears throat> we'll head to the NFC North because that's okay. next on my list. Yep. So uh, after my trade, I have Darnold will yep. be the Bears quarterback. That Goff, sucks. Goff will be the Lions quarterback. Rodgers will be the Packers quarterback. Cousins, states puts will be the Vikings right. quarterback. I got a question about the Lions then because okay. all right, so you in this in this scenario right. Zach Wilson's gone at two. Um, you know, Fields is probably getting drafted then probably before the Lions pick or the Lions are not interested in Fields, right? So you don't have them taking a quarterback at all then in the first nuts. round. So they're not they're not on the Trey Lance experiment at all. Nope. Okay. Um I think they can wait till next year. Yeah. Because I think they're gonna be bad, so they're just gonna like, all right, we'll just hang, hang our hedges on whoever the kid is next year. Hmm. Probably gonna be the Cincinnati yeah, dude that or whatever. Guy, right. Is Rattler only a sophomore? No, he's a fifth-year senior. He's going to be a fifth-year senior. No, next, next year? year? Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't shock me to see him maybe be up there, depending on how the season Oklahoma has. But um, regardless, um, that's oh, interesting. No, Radler. Yeah, Radler for Oklahoma yeah. is going to be a junior. Yeah, He's going to be a junior. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the Lions The Lions are the wild card in this scenario, right? I think the Bears are going to make a trade here and probably do something stupid like they normally do yes. and, and, and then blow it later. Um but the Lions for me are, are definitely a wild card because depending on where they're at and what they want to do, we talked about this at nauseum last week, but I think it bears repeating. There is so much flexibility the Lions have right now. I mean, they could they could leverage this and trade back and, and get there, but I'm very interested to see where Watson winds up going because I think that is the that is the domino that needs to fall in order for some of these other quarterbacks to be moved. I don't think anybody is going to necessarily like if I'm a team looking for a quarterback, I don't necessarily know if I want to call on Carson Wentz just yet until I know Watson's completely off. Unless you're the Colts because there's no way you're trading interdivision. That's not happening. Yeah. Um, like, I'd be very hesitant to call about Carson Wentz when I can get Deshaun Watson in theory, yeah. right? Now, maybe it's going to cost me more, but Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz is. So it's like, for me, you're like... Ugh, like as a GM and you need a guy, I don't necessarily know if I'm willing to make a call and pull a trigger on Carson Wentz if I can still get Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that's a bit interesting for me for sure. The fact that there's as many teams lo- still looking for a quarterback, what are the odds, uh, in your opinion, that Goff could potentially be moved before the start of the season? I know I've heard, we've seen a lot of reports, lines really like him. Like, Brad Holmes is part of drafting him, and I think he can be serviceable and be a nice stopgap guy for them. And if all works out, maybe he's the new guy. I don't know. But what are the odds because of the fact that guys like, okay, Darnold's on, you know, Darnold could be on the move, Sean, Derek Carr, Tua, Jimmy Garoppolo, all these guys, right? Is there any probability all that he gets flipped again, potentially, by the Lions? Uh, probably not, because yeah. I think that 
they I think where they're drafting, yeah. that they're not going to try to move up at all. Yeah. They're not going to be getting one of the top three guys. Mm-hmm. So you're going to give away Goff, and it's like, all right, so who are we going to roll with? Because you can't, you can't draft anyone not in the big three in the draft for quarterbacks and throw them in right away because right. they will all die. Right. All yeah. of them, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, any of them, they'll oh, yeah. all die right away. Right. So... Um, you need someone to be the starter, so I think golf's. Well, that, well, that's why I think. But I'm, I'm interested to see though. Like that's why I'm surprised. Maybe that Trey Lance isn't on, uh, maybe on your radar for them, even at seven, or say they even trade down a little bit, right? And maybe Carolina doesn't do anything crazy. Um, to to maybe be in that that Trey Lance sweepstakes just because they have golf, mm-hmm. and you say, okay, golf's gonna be the guy for the next two years. Let Trey Lance sit there, yeah. and by year three, let's throw the rookie out there, uh, and hopefully the team is a little bit more complete. Yeah, I I just look at past Lions history and go, they're <laughs> just never gonna look at a quarterback if they have one. So yeah, that's true. So I just I just imagine that they're just gonna skip on Trey Lance because they probably don't yeah. like Trey Lance enough, mm-hmm. and then um, I actually have him going somewhere else. Okay, but, yeah, all right, yeah, just just I, you know, just we want to explore all avenues yes. for sure. All right, let's keep going. All right, so NFC South, this one is. Uh, the next couple actually aren't very. The yeah. AFC is way more. Oh yeah, definitely a lot heavy more movement potato. than yeah, in the NFC. Sure. So in the NFC South, um, I'm predicting Breeze is probably retiring. Yeah, I'm like ninety. So you got, J- sure. you got James. So as James the starter? Winston will okay. be the Saints starter. Brady will obviously be the Bucks starter. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan be the Falcons starter, and Bridgewater will still be the Panthers starter. Wow. But they will be picking Trey Lance. Okay. At, at eight. eight. So he's going to be the sit behind. Maybe come in halfway be, through the season. Yeah, so he'll be in at six games. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But. So, okay, I got, I got two questions for you then in this one. I think Atlanta is the first question mark if you're Lions fans, depending on what the Jets do, right? Because Miami's not taking a quarterback and Cincinnati's mm-hmm. not, right? So if you're a Lions fan that's in this, I want a quarterback camp, right? I want Zach Wilson. I want yeah. Trey Lance. I want Justin Fields, whoever your guy is, if, if it's at seven or elsewhere. Um Atlanta, we've we've heard some reports now that Atlanta is not moving on from Matt Ryan, right? They're not moving on from Matt Ryan or Julio Jones, which was a little bit to be expected. New coach, maybe want to get off on the right foot, have some experience there, right? Um, but I, are we basically saying that like Atlanta is in no way like in the quarterback market at all at this point? Is like is yeah. that what you're kind of banking I, I, I would, on? I would say no way, but I would say there's a strong possibility that New England maybe tries to man. Yeah. Try to right. hedge the wagon, go up just, to four, right. and then Matt, they move down and either take a Mac right. Jones right. or they just go wherever best they want with players, more, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. So I think there's more of an opportunity of them picking defensive players mm-hmm. or trading down and getting more assets and picking right. whoever mm-hmm. than okay, let me pick Zach Wilson or Justin Fields for them to sit for the next four years. Because right. Matt Ryan's basically in the exact same scenario where we were with Stafford, yep. where he's playing perfectly fine mm-hmm. and he's not the problem there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why would you take another quarterback when you could take Micah Parsons and solidify your linebacking crew there? You know what I mean? Or something? Yeah. So right. yeah. uh, I don't see them doing anything with the quarterback if Matt Ryan's there. For sure. For sure. Yeah, just, just you know, that's just that's the first team, right, outside yeah. of Jacksonville and New York before the Lions pick at seven. If the draft stayed the same, that could potentially be in on a quarterback. So uh, I guess Philadelphia, I guess, but if you're trading Wentz, you're assuming Jalen Hurts is your guy. Yes. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. But continue. Okay, so now we will head Oh, to- actually, hold on one more. The, the Teddy Bridgewater thing interests me a little bit, too, because they were also heavy in on the Lions, right? They wanted to give up number eight and um, something else. I don't know if it was Bridgewater or whatever else. I don't know if necessarily a quarterback needed to be coming back to mm-hmm. Detroit. Um, but they, they threw in number eight this year to get Stafford and probably something, you know, some later on stuff. A, would you have taken that over the deal that they took? Let's say they t- gave a first this year, right, and then... 
lesser pick, no other, no additional first round picks, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say two other picks in mid rounds, right? Third and below. Um, or would you have rather taken the trade they got now, right? Um, and then you would have back-to-back picks to go and make your move and do whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, I would probably take in the trade we got, but it would have been very interesting to have seven and eight yeah. and been able to either package, package it up, up and go up, mm-hmm. and or you're just like, I can just get back-to-back picks on whoever I want in this right. draft. Right. I think either way, I think I think they're both good, really good, mm-hmm. but I would definitely probably take in the first round. Are you surprised they're, they're jumping off the Bridgewater train as fast as they are? Now, they kind of hedged their bets a little bit. They didn't give him a super long deal. They're not paying him a crazy ton of money right, to yeah. come there. They, it was basically like, hey... Let's see what he's got. He looked good in short stints in New Orleans. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he can be our guy. Clearly is not right. Mm-hmm. He we, he's not very good. Yeah, I think he's he's below average in my opinion. Um, so do you think that this is where they, they take a little bit of a risk? Let him kind of sit through the lumps while um, who's the head coach there? Right Matt now? Rule. Matt Rule. Thank you. Gets kind of his system in place because yeah, the probably. defense looks good for yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I think I think that's exactly what it is. Okay. I think, I think he's just a stopgap guy. Okay. Um, so we will head to the NFC. Uh, we'll, we'll go west because that's next to my list. <laughs> okay. Um, but nothing changes here, yeah. really, uh, outside of, I guess, the one that we already know about. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, Kyler Murray will be the Cardinals quarterback. Duh. Russell Wilson will be the Seahawks quarterback. Stafford will be the Rams quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the 49er quarterback. That's the other one, is, is Jimmy I don't. G. I just don't find a landing point for him. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think from the 49ers standpoint, if you can't get Wentz, or if you can't get Deshaun, and I right. had Deshaun Watson originally mm-hmm. going there, mm-hmm. but I switched it because I was like, they probably don't want Jimmy Garoppolo there. They probably mm-hmm. would rather have Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're perfectly fine with what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Yeah, they and just want an upgrade. They just if, yeah, if they can. Yeah, they want to upgrade if they can. But they're if like, they, they got Watson, put him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, if they got Watson, oh yeah, put him in the Super Bowl. No one's touched him. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Stafford can throw fifty touchdowns. They're not stopping him. It's mm-hmm. just not going to be a thing. You know, what I mean, like Russell Wilson could have an MVP season. It's not going to matter. Yeah. Um, the Niners are interesting because I think the biggest point of contention for the Niners right now is they're trying to do whatever they can to not get rid of number twelve this year. You know what I mean? Like we heard the rumors that was two twos and two threes for Stafford, which obviously wasn't going to get it done. Um. They like Deshaun a lot, right? They're not necessarily overly thrilled with what Jimmy G does, but they've proven they can win regardless of what he does. So it's kind of like a, they're not damned if they do, damned if they don't, but they're more like, we really just want to hold on to 12 if they can. And I don't think that, I think that's going to be the reason why they're not going to be in these sweepstakes yes. is because they don't want to get rid of their first round pick this year, unless it's for Watson. And they're in a situation where it's like, okay, well, we get Watson, but we're, we're mortgaging a lot on this. It's for this guy to get us there, and maybe we don't need to. I I could see them maybe making a play to go up and get a quarterback as well if they wanted to. Maybe they package twelve in a second and something yeah. later to go move up with, you know, move up with Philly or something like yeah. that and trade up to maybe if a guy is falling. If Zach Wilson say is falling to six, the Lions are like, woohoo, cool, we can take our guy not to move and we still have our first round picks, and then they're like, ah, oh, never mind, we're gonna go get him or yeah. Justin Fields even. Yeah, no, I just think, I, I personally think they just like Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo enough. Unless yeah. they were like, oh, Carson Wentz, only a first-round pick and Jimmy Garoppolo for him? I guess we could do that. But oh, like, yeah, for I, sure. Like, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. outside of something where it's like in the realm of possibility, it's like, all right, we don't, we're only, not going to throw four first-round picks. Well, for, the only reason why I think that they're in the, they could still be in the market is the way Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is set up where they can basically cut him like now and there's almost no dead money. All yeah. his money comes from base salary. So yeah. he's not on the team. He ain't making money from yeah. them. So that's another reason why I think that they are in the quarterback market as well is because they have a lot of flexibility financially to, to move on from Jimmy G with no real repercussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have the NFC East. I got Hurts will be the Philly quarterback. 
Dak will sign a, an extension. Well, they're going to franchise, franchise they're gonna no franchise matter what. Him. Yeah. So he's going to be the Cowboy quarterback. Daniel Jones will be the Giants quarterback. And I have Matt Jones going to Washington getting drafted there. That was my other question. Yeah, that was going to be my question is, what do you do with Alex Smith? You know, they were yeah. in on the Stafford stuff, right? They Washington engaged with, you know. Yeah. So some of these teams were looking at saying, okay, they clearly want to make a move because if they're trying to trade for Stafford, that means they're probably in on some of these other yeah. places too. They're not going to be able to get Wentz for obvious reasons oh, in yeah. the division. Right, um, you know, so Watson is probably their best option, right? Of of a guy that like the big splash yeah. guy. Um, but I could see a draft, you know. So you're not riding with Alex Smith next year. I as mean, the, as you think you you can, yeah. But you have the you have you the flexibility. You're going to take a guy anyway. Yeah, you can yeah. you can draft Mac Jones, play Alex Smith, mm-hmm. and if something happens, you have Mac Jones. Right, like you're in that situation, so. Right. Um, I guess you could. I guess you could put a dash right. for Alex Smith there. Mm-hmm. Like you could put a dash for like Teddy Bridgewater. It's like all right, it's gonna be one of these two probably, yeah. mm-hmm. depending on what time of the year it is, or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And for Daniel sure. Jones, I have no idea. So I think he's gonna start. But I don't think they're gonna the take. Gi- the I don't Giants could do anything. One. So I don't know. I don't think they're gonna take one because I think that if you're Gettleman, you're admitting that. Uh, by the way, this is a disaster, and we yeah. shouldn't have taken him at three or whatever you picked at. Um, so you know. Th- I think yeah, I think you're probably pretty spot on with with the Giants um, as well. But yeah, th- there's a lot of movement, and I I could see a lot of movement happening though. But I do think the Watson move. I know everyone's like, oh, it was a Carson Wentz trade is going to be coming here pretty quickly here to the Bears. I know that was the hot topic on uh, on Twitter last night uh, over the last couple of days. Really, you know, that would yeah, it would suck. I don't really need another good quarterback in in the division. That's not the best thing in the world. But. Um, Regardless, uh, it, there's a lot of movement, right? There's some guys even we didn't talk about, right? Like, is Mitch Trubisky going to go somewhere? And he's is he going to be a gap starter for people, right? Like, there's, there's some, there's some, there's going to be some movement this year, right? Mm-hmm. Where's Cam Newton going to play? Yeah, right. Like, where where is that at? Um, anybody else that I had written down here that I wanted to talk about? Alex, man, dream is something. No, that's it. We had everybody. Okay, so it, it's going to be interesting though, for sure, to to see where everything's go. The court, the loaded quarterback class is, I think, another reason why this is so interesting because teams are like. Yeah, this guy's okay, but we're paying him a lot of money. If we can cut him and go young and, and mm-hmm. learn because we're not going to win anyway, then let's do that. So, very interesting. Great job, Mike, as always. Uh, looking forward to seeing these trades kind of happen. Uh, next week, um, we'll probably do a Pistons check-in, especially if any Derrick Rose trade material kind of happens. Um, obviously, we're going to review. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. You know what we are missing? Hmm. Take over. Ah, that's fine. Oh, it's going to be good. Jeez, it's, it's going to be, be fun. Good. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's all right. We'll review it next week. Um, oh, we can't review Is it Saturday or Sunday? It's Sunday. It's Sunday? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll review Maybe it. Maybe in a few we'll, weeks. Yeah, we'll review it two weeks from now. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Nothing will happen. So yeah, it's fine. fine. Yeah, no title changes I don't anticipate, really. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a good time. Obviously, we'll kind of follow the Royal Rumble storylines once we figure out what the matchups are going to be at WrestleMania. That's for sure. Uh, we may do a Pistons check-in. You know, they're 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 bad, but we're kind of liking it. And, you know, we'll tell you why. We'll focus in on the Derrick Rose trade that's potentially about to break down pretty much any moment here. That's why we didn't talk about it this week. Um, just to name a few things, and obviously we're going to go over the Super Bowl matchup as well, just to make sure that Mike was spot on with his assessment and his game breakdown, which of course he will be. But that's going to be it on this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Mercs on Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.